Welcome, Elder Emos. On this episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, the Elder Emo Hours crew sat down with Drew and Damien from Orlando's finest, Felicity. What's up, guys? Hello. How are you? How are you guys doing out there? We're excited. Good. We're excited to have you. Yeah, we are very, very excited to have you. Um, Again, thank you guys for coming on, spending some time with us. Again, we know you're busy. You've got Kraken Fest coming up, which is a huge thing. So, congratulations on that. Um, That's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. The lineup is sick. I'm so jealous of you guys. I was gonna say the lineup is incredible. And then there's a Papa Roach cover concert as well. Yeah, so yeah, a few years ago, three years ago, we uh, we came up with the idea of we wanted to have our own thing in the Orlando music scene, like our own festival or our own show. We know like all these bands who do you know, like you have the band who it is their one free concert every year in their hometown or it is. There's always bands doing these cool things. But we want to have our own thing in Orlando and do something for the scene. So we came up with the idea. It was like right after Warp Tour stopped where we would kind of just like bring together a bunch of our friends who are all in bands in Orlando. And all of us would pick like a Warp Tour band that was really infl- uh, influential to you. And we would just do like a tribute set. And it's like feels like Warp Tour where it's like 25 minute sets and just bands are jumping on and off stage and it's really it feels like you're at like a warp tour stage like it's really like go 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 and so the first night we did it um was in 2019 um and it was a huge 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 success we sold out the venue in orlando the second year we were going to do it and then you know obviously we had everything happened with covid and we couldn't do it so we did a live stream version which was still a lot of fun and we did it all for charity to be able to raise uh, uh raise money for save our stages which was um, from Neva, and uh, they were really, you know, uh, raising a lot of money to help the independent music venues in the United States that were all going out of business because there was no local shows and no shows coming through, and um, they were kind of left out of kind of that whole, that whole, uh, you know, all the stimulus and everything that was going on with the government was giving them money, but music venues were kind of left off that. Yeah. So we were able to raise some money for that, and it was a lot of fun. So this is our first year back in with a crowd. And um, we're doing three nights. We're doing Orlando, Florida, Tampa, Florida, and Jacksonville, Florida. And um, it's all local bands from the uh, individual scenes. So we're, pl- we're the only band that's playing all three. Uh, every other one, so the Tampa one will have Tampa bands and its own entirely unique lineup and, and same for all the other dates. And um, we're super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the first year we did Census Fail. Last year we did Good Charlotte. And this year we're doing Papa Roach. So, so fun fact. Oh. Fun that fact, was, Brittany and I are fun. from where Good Charlotte is from, so we have a sensitive spot for Not. Waldorf Worldwide, yes. if you will, yes. when it comes to Good Charlotte. Is that like near Washington, Washington yeah. D.C. No, area? so they're from where Waldorf, they from? Maryland, Waldorf. which is Southern Maryland. It's like 45 minutes and south I'm of D.C. In, because, yeah, I'm currently I in St. Mary's. Like is from there. Who? Yeah, our buddy Mike is in a band called Out of Time. His name is Michael Forbes, but he graduated from the same high school as them or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. He's in a band around like Thomas Stone. I think is where they went. No, it was. Might, the, he, it I was, think it was the play. But either way, he's a, another band here in Orlando called Out of Time. They get they're actually playing Warped Winter. They're doing Newfound Glory. So nice. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, yes. 
Talk to us a little bit about the band itself. I know you guys formed in 2014. Um, So you guys have been together for quite some time. Um, I I did a little bit of digging, um, and I heard in an interview that you guys did in a different... What did you find out? In a different interview (laughs) that there was a Craigslist ad. What kind of digging are you doing? There was some Craigslist ad that was posted out. Yes, yes. At one point. Talk Um, to me about that. Yeah, I believe... Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, it's it's kind of weird. This was like a, a normally like you're finding bandmates, you know, you're growing up together or things like that. But this band was was unique in the sense that all of us kind of uh, formed through Craigslist ads. To be honest, I remember putting up a Craigslist ad. I'm not sure if it was me or Drew who responded to each other first, but me and Drew were the initial people who kind of started this band. Um, from from a Craigslist post. It was just like, hey man, I like these type bands. I think we said like, I like Finch, Taking Back Sunday and some other style bands. And we're like, hey, let's let's see if we, we, uh, we want to jam together and see like if the vibes are there. I remember Drew came over, um, we were practicing in my parents' garage at the time. And uh, yeah, I mean, he probably felt so weird coming to like a garage. He's like, am I going to get killed here? Because it's from Craigslist. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. But <laughs> Right. Luckily, luckily he was like everything worked out he was fine when he came like our vibes were good our mindsets were really similar we both wanted to be like in a project that was really dedicated and we couldn't really find musicians um around us in the scene at the time or um that were just like as dedicated as like we uh we felt we were and the lineup went through a lot of different people in the beginning but then we found uh mike through craigslist which is the bass player then Corey, uh the lead guitar player and then uh, Tyler on drums and everything was kind of formed through Craigslist, which is I think super funny. Uh, but it's it's even funnier that it that it, I feel like it worked out to a sense. You know what I mean? So, you know, everyone kind of likes each other, and and we found uh, you know solace in playing music. So that's kind of like the formation of the band. And obviously, there's been like member changes throughout like these years, but um, this is this has kind of been the core group for some time. Yeah, that that's is awesome. so. That's I love so that. Cool. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah, cool. you it's all cool. started somewhere. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. also, none of us are like, none of us were really like, we're all kind of newer to the area. So Damien had lived in Orlando for a long time, but I'd never been in an original band. He had been in like cover bands and been doing cover music. And I had just moved here um, for grad school. Um, and so none of us were like from the Orlando scene. We didn't have friends that were in bands. We didn't know any other musicians. So like us finding each other on Craigslist was kind of just like this, you know, kind of Island of Misfit musicians who didn't know anybody, didn't have any contacts into the scene. So when we started and Damien and I, you know, Damien and I had a different group of guys with us, but the first year of the band, we were playing, we were trying to play shows every single weekend. We didn't care if it was no one there we were just like we don't have any recorded music we don't know anybody we have no connections let's just see if anybody will let us play and we just will never say no to a show and it got to the point where every other member of the band was quitting because we were playing shows every single weekend and they didn't oh, want wow. to do that and we were like well that's what we want to do yeah, so like, right that's what i would want to do, do that, forever. that is all true what he we quickly realized that like we shouldn't play shows every weekend because no one's going to come see us week after week after week after week after week what? like you know what i mean like so but we did that for a long time and then um you know so so it was it was really like we had to kick the door down into this scene to where now it's crazy because we're like the elder statesmen of the Orlando music scene. Like all these bands that we play shows with, a lot of them were in high school when we formed. And now they're like, you guys made us want to start a band and we get to play shows with them. 
And that's, that's super awesome. cool too. That's awesome. I feel like that's the best that's compliment amazing. that any band can get is if you're like kind of like the forefront yeah, for another band to start and things like that. And and some of these bands yeah. like this like um I'm sure you guys have seen it on TikTok, but like two of the guys, the two Nicks from 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 four oh eight, um, you know, they they started a band called um Out of It because they came to Felicity shows and Nick to this day, since the first time he's seen us, has come on stage and sang guest vocals with us on a song. Uh, since he was a fan of the band, and now four away, we get to play shows with them, and they're they're doing lots of awesome stuff. Um, and I'm sure you guys have seen them on TikTok too. So it's really cool. It's really cool that re- really right now this Orlando music scene. If you think about you know us and this band, there's that band four away. There's out of time. There's a band called Capstan that's from Orlando that's doing big things right now. There's a band called Magnolia oh, Park Magnolia that's from Orlando Park. that's doing big things oh, right yeah. now. There's a um, Brave Weathers from Orlando. All these are like bands that we maybe not played directly shows with them, but we played shows with all the members because we've all been in like we've been in Damien and I've been the same band, but they've all been in other bands too in the scene and we've all like kind of come up and started bands together and stuff. And now it's like the Orlando music scene is all these bands that just were like um Meet Me at the Altar, um another Orlando band that was playing Warp Winter with us a few years ago and now they're in the yeah. And I think it's that's really interesting because cool. a lot of the, the yeah, bands and things yeah. that we've interacted with or that we've met uh, through the podcast, it's like 98% of them are from Florida. Like most of them are from Florida. <laughs> that's crazy. Like a lot of the people that we get recommendations and stuff for to interview, um, I posted the video that I tagged you guys in about how people were asking because we had an influx of people asking to get you guys on the show. And um, I believe it was yeah. Andrew Wade. Yeah, um, Andrew Wade. Yeah, that's it. I, so I send you. Yes. I send that to him. I send it to him, and I was like, Andrew, that you need to check this out. And he's like, Who is this? And I'm like, This is a podcast we're going to be on. But he was like, That's insane because he is he produced like all of the bands right. That's what he said. He goes, he goes, I, he goes, I've produced oh, wow. like ninety percent of them. And I was like, That's insane. That's absolutely insane. It's like you ask that's any band awesome. where they're from. Because Brave Weather for yeah, a arrows in action. Yeah. Um, like it, it's crazy. Yeah, And us, he's done all of our all of our last. We've done we've done three records with him, and we're about to do our fourth and fifth. We're kind of doing the fourth and fifth record in in unison at Ooh, the same time, okay. but they will be released as like the fourth albums. Yeah, but we're just we just have a backlog. Top secret, it's top secret. Yeah, top secret stuff. We're leaking. You hear it here first. Here first. Cut that out. Cut that okay. out. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> we'll put a really long video <laughs> over that. Well, that's Andrew Wade, and that's and Andrew Wade. Like you know, he produced like the first three or four Day yeah. Remember records. He produced Life's Not Out to Get yeah. You by Neck Deep. Neck Deep. He pro- that's just like it's still, in my opinion, the mm-hmm. best Neck Deep record. He just produced Trash Boat's last album. Um, he just like. He produced the band Capstan. He produced Real Friends, his new. Uh, he did everything from like composure to now of Real Friends. Um, but then also like bands like Attila. He oh he produces every Wage War album. So like he is he is a G. <laughs> and the fact that he's willing to work with these like smaller Orlando Central Florida bands is like a testament to him and how just awesome of a guy and how committed he is to like developing the next generation of musicians. Not just you know he's worked with all these other musicians who are now doing it because it's really like he has just that vision for 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 music that helps us so much as musicians. Oh yeah, and I feel like that's it. something really good to have being being in the industry and working through it is having that extra support of somebody who's done all of that and has that type of resume but is still like 
hey, I've done this, but I'm also going to help everybody else out at the same time. Like that's a, it's, I feel like that's a great for thing sure. for everything, for everyone really when it comes down to it. Um, now the, oh, yeah. the band name Felicity. Talk to me about that. How did that become a thing? Does that have something to do with Florida? Does it have something not entirely? Well, well, first, first I like to get first. I, I do. I, I like to get thoughts on where you thought it came from. Just, just I like to see like what what people say of like where the name came from. So what what did you think? It's actually my nickname from middle school. <laughs> Oh, so it's because, <laughs> because the curly hair in the show Felicity, that was yeah, my nickname in middle school. Yeah. So right. it went through middle school, high school. So that's kind of what, what I thought. I was like, oh, Felicity. Okay. All right. So the TV show. Anything else? Yeah. Anything else? I thought it might have something to do with where you guys no, are from. Right. I, I thought it might have had something to do with okay, that. Okay. Um, but I don't think well, that is well, now because they just said they're, <laughs> they are not from... <laughs> There's been a whole bunch of different names like uh, of thoughts of where it originated from. Like the American Girl doll was one. Um, we heard it was an ex-girlfriend or something oh. like that is another one. The, the TV show, the famous 90s TV show. But it's none of those. I'm here to clear the air right now. <laughs> it is actually, um, I remember re I was reading, I forgot what book I was reading. I was in college at the time and the band was really looking for a name and I had we everything that we were coming up with we basically hated so much so, so nothing was like sticking and i had noticed the word felicity in this book and i had I, I thought it was a unique word i i hadn't used it too often i didn't i didn't really watch the tv show or anything like that so i didn't know about it too much and i researched the definition and it was actually um a synonym for nirvana which is basically like intense mm -hmm. happiness and I, I always think that Nirvana is basically one of the best band names out there in existence. That's my opinion. But oh, yes. the fact that Felicity is a synonym to that and it just means happiness um, is amazing to me. And like I brought it to the guys. All the guys love the name. And um, a bit, well, they basically didn't hate it as much as the rest of the names. So that's kind of <laughs> how, it, how it stuck, really. And um, we all like, uh, you know, Felicity means intense happiness. And we all truly find happiness when we play music. Um, and we just felt like the name was so fitting for this band. Um, and that's really how the name came to be. And that's how it came to stick for us. That is an awesome connection. That's a lot that's better so than awesome. I thought it was. Cool. I thought it was something to do with Orlando, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't know anything. No, I'm not. Yeah. I, love I haven't that. heard that one. Yeah, I'm going to have that song, one. We do a song about Orlando, Florida, though. We, have one, we wrote a song about Orlando, Florida. Okay, we so do. talking about songs. Talking about songs and songwriting. Um also discovered that, uh, yes. so let me ask it this way. Probably a better way to ask it. Talk to me about Hit and Run, the song Hit and Run. Oh, um, I heard that. Sure. That um, this one, uh, yeah, absolutely. This, that, one, um, that one was a really intense song to write, to be honest. When we were in the studio, uh, all of us, like backstory behind that song is when we were driving home from a show one night, uh, a basically a drunk driver had uh, with a massive truck just came right in front of us and basically ran a red light and we hit it totaled my vehicle a lot of the band members were in the car with me and um, that was such a traumatic experience for me and a lot of the guys because truly that night one of us could have died like it was absolutely like 
amazing to see. And the, and the fact that that car just took off after and didn't even look if anyone was alive was so shocking to me. None of we never talked about it as a band. We just we just put our head down and kept working after that. But it always it left an impact in this band because like literally one of us could have died that night and I don't know if we would be still talking right now, you know what I mean, or still be in a band right now if one of us would have died that night. So uh, we decided to, to make that hit and run a song in the studio. We were writing about it. We decided to put all that anger, all that aggression, all that passion for that horrible traumatic experience and turn it into something we thought would be um, a message for people, for people to think about their actions and see how it could affect people. Because um, I'm, I'm still, I'm st I still remember that, that, ve uh, that vehicle, the taillights just taking off after it hit us and just looking at my car and seeing if everyone was okay and, and just the lawlessness of people. And, and that's kind of how that song came to be. The music video basically, um, Drew, if you want to talk a little bit about the music video, yeah. but it kind of, it kind of, the music video talks about exactly what the lyrics are about. Drew, if you want to share like some of that. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot of like, you know, stuff with cars and junkyards and stuff like that for the visuals, but really like the video really it's just, you know, a performance, but it's, and of course the video, different members of the band like turn into ghosts and there's like this ghost following driving in the car with Damien, just symbolizing that like the guilt Damien would have lived on knowing that he was driving if, if his bandmates had passed away and what life would have been like. And, uh, so that's kind of what we tried to visualize in the music video and tell the story, but most people don't know the real story because we never posted about it. We never told anybody it happened. We figured we'd wait until the song came out and we'd talk about it then because we felt like if we had posted about it on Instagram or Facebook that like we would just been doing it to get attention, like saying, look at this horrible tragedy we were in and we're using it to get everyone's sympathy and attention. But we're like, we can channel that into something so much more positive and not just try to get like, like clout for a tragedy that happened to us. So we decided to wait and just tell the story the right way after the song. And we had already turned it into like a positive. And now people really love that song. There's still some yeah. people that tell us that it's like their favorite song. Um, and every time we get to play it live, it's definitely like special and fun because we can get like even more aggression out when we. I was gonna say I'm very yeah. I'm very proud of wow. you guys for that. I like I mean chills. that was a situation, everything that happened, but taking that and turning it into something that is that incredibly powerful, not just to you guys, but other people are feeling it as well. So it's I'm I'm really glad that you were able to share that story with us and we get to experience it through your music and everything as well. Um, it's very shitty that it happened to you guys in the first place. We were talking about it before you guys popped on. We're glad yeah. you're here. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. So. It was crazy. But, like, I'm glad that it could be, like, a like a message for people and, and people can reflect on it. And um, I'm glad that people are enjoying the song because whenever we play it every night, it's therapeutic from us. It's one of our more serious tracks. You know, we like to have a lot of fun, too, with, with our shows. And, but that's definitely one of the more serious things that kind of um, – you know, we were glad that we could we could put it into a song that people enjoy. Absolutely. Now, talking about feelings with songs. Um, yes. Oh, uh, you, you made Alicia cry earlier. Did find that out with one of your songs. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh no. Why did Why did you cry? It was, what happened? <laughs> it was it, it was ignite and um. Oh. oh my goodness! Like, yeah. I I was driving down the road just listening to that song and like my daughter's in the car sleeping and i'm looking at her and i'm just like oh god <laughs> it was just so powerful oh my goodness and speaking of songs like what is y'all's favorite song that y'all have written like oh, like something like your favorite song that meant cool. the world to you other than hit and run sure yeah um man that's just so hard 
That's so. It's the worst question. <laughs> I love all the songs, but. <laughs> But no, no, it's it's great. It's great because it's cool. Sometimes you never get axed at as a musician. So I think one of the really one tough. of one of the special tracks for me, I think that maybe hasn't gotten as 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 much attention. But um, I think highs and lows. It's a deeper track on our on our record, but it it has more of um, it's that classic kind of breakup song, and I wrote and we and kind of wrote that song when I was going through a lot of you know difficult times and hard times, and I. I really feel that that song helps me. Whenever I listen to it, it kind of helps me um, get over uh, the feelings that I had during that time. It's another very therapeutic song for me. And um, yeah, if you guys haven't heard that one yet, um, you should definitely check it out. Um, it's one of my favorite on Dear Universe, the new album. Drew? Yeah, it's just one of those ones that's like, it's just really different than anything else we've done. That was kind of one of the cool things with our last album we put out called Dear Universe, which we put out back in July, was, you know, we normally were doing songs in like four or five, six song batches, like doing EPs and stuff, which is just really what bands beginning can afford to do. Um, and so you want to be like very deliberate. You want to have like either like, yeah. you know, try to, we would kind of do like a couple heavy songs and a couple pop punk songs. And we were trying to keep to that formula. And with your universe, we were able to do both of that, but we're also, also added like take chances on a few songs we wanted to write that, we're completely outside of our genre and we have a handful on there like highs and lows is definitely one of them and then i think we um this we have a song called say la vie that ends the record that's kind of along that vein too that means a lot to us so it was cool to be able to take a little bit more risk and have some songs that like hey even if some people don't like this song it's okay because there's there's hopefully there'll be something else they really like something like hit and run or something like maybe like uh, the weather which which was another song that was probably a little bit risky for us, right? That we normally probably we probably wouldn't write that song. So we were able to do that, and that one, you know, is probably the like the biggest song we have right now, oddly yeah. enough. So um, it's nice to be able to do that. Uh, so that's really awesome. And then with Ignite, it's one of my favorite songs because um, we wrote it in the studio. We didn't have it wasn't an idea any of us had beforehand. Um, we wrote it in the studio with Andrew and. So it was one of the few songs where Andrew was like a sixth member of the band. Like we were writing it together with him. Uh, and um, we really were like, we need a song that, to open the record. Like we need something that just can be like big, anthemic, get you hyped up, get you a sense of what's to come. And so we wrote that like purposefully, like to fill that, to fill that space. And just getting to write with him and watching his process of writing a song from start to scratch was really fun and awesome. And then we actually like leverage an opportunity to get um, Dan Marsala from Story of the Year, um, who actually is featured on the second verse of that song. It's not Damien. <laughs> That's it's not the, me. Uh, it's on the album art. However, the album, there's no album art because this we didn't do CDs because like, what are you going to do with CDs? So we did, mm -hmm. we've we done vinyl. They just, everything on vinyl is on a six month back order. doesn't matter if you're Paramore or whoever. Oh, wow. So the vinyls are coming and it will say Ignite featuring Dan Marsala, Story of the Year. But like most people don't know that. But, um, you know, we're going to get to hang out with him on Saturday. So maybe he'll jump on stage with us and uh, and do his part, which would be a lot we of fun. But that see. song's a lot. <laughs> because yeah, Story of the Year is, is one of the most in influential bands of Felicity for sure. Yeah. Um, not only from a music standpoint, but a, a performance standpoint. Like if you've ever seen Story of the Year, like... They're probably um, the most underrated live band in the world. I've always wanted um, to. So to us, that was like inspiration, like uh, like how to put on a show and make people feel like they got their money's worth. So getting to him to be on the record and then getting to play a show with him next week uh, or 
on Saturday is going to be uh, really fun. That's awesome. And also, I, I was also talking about um, You Got This. For, I think it was on that same album. Yeah. Yeah. That one. That one, one, like, hit. That one hit my soul. I feel like that's a, a song, like, wow. the three yeah. of us collectively. That's, that's other... Like, all three of us were bonding over yeah. that song earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. so I cool. think people, I think it's a sleeper. I think it's a sleeper. Um, it had the most fun promoting that song we've ever had as far as, like, promoting a song. Um, and then that was, like, <clears throat> probably back in, like, April. So it's been just a while since it's been, like, released. It's, like, The Weather came after that. Wish You Weren't Here came after that. Lonely Nights came after that. That was, like, released, like, early as a single. So we definitely just, like, weren't in the same place we are as a band right now as far as, like, our following and, um, you know, before we released like all these songs we taken like a year and a half off where like we couldn't play shows we couldn't release music because you just the, the industry was over so like we were trying to rebuild this kind of snowball that now is like rolling down the hill again but um it was it was it was hard to like get back into it after like disappearing for a year and a half and get those people re-engaged and get people really excited to hear these new songs um but uh, but you got this was another risk we took. Like we would have never been able to put that like release that song unless we had a full length album. But it was another chance we were taking of like this song is something that I feel like you don't have to like pop punk to like this song. You don't have to like metal music to like this song. You don't have to like really like anything. It can kind of just be like this is just a good song and everyone hopefully can relate to it. Whether I can show it to my grandmother, I can show it to my little nephew, or I can show it to the typical Felicity fan, and then maybe it's something like all of them could probably probably enjoy and uh so we're really proud of that one too it's definitely it's it's amazing i freaking love it i certainly love it i did too a lot of people love that one your gym playlist you know the workout playlist yes pumps you up it pumps you up there might be some some more hidden songs like that on the new music but i won't i won't touch on that too much secrets i'm not gonna get any secrets you can't tease us like that come on (laughs) that's not fair you might, you might hear something. You might hear something similar to that pretty soon, but we'll yeah, see. I was gonna say because the the first thing that that introduced me to you guys was the weather, which I feel like is one of your biggest hits right now, especially when it comes to TikTok and social media, because that's everywhere. I keep hearing that everywhere, and a lot of people that requested for us to talk to you guys had said that that was their favorite song that they that they had seen. Um, yeah. I think between that and that cool. you got this, cause you guys released a TikTok video where you were also talking about your, un- your most underrated songs that had, you got this on there, which is how I discovered yes, I you got this. Um, and then you had all your other songs and everything on there. And I was like, well, wait a minute, why don't I check these out too? So it's, it's a really great marketing strategy for you guys as well to introduce all of those other things on there. Because I know for me, um, it took... It took me listening to just that little 30 second snippet of you got this for me to go and find more. So kudos, kudos to you guys. That's cool. That's cool. Thank you. We got We yeah. got to keep it coming then, right? We got to keep it coming. We yes. got Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of that as yes. well, talk to me about, so you guys, so you guys have been around for a very long time. Um, you guys were playing music, I think individually before you guys became a band. Correct. So, You've yes. been here through the MySpace days, I'm sure. You've seen all of that. You've been around. Talk to me about how you guys as a band and maybe individually feel about how, like, TikTok and social media has affected the music scene, like, for you guys. Like, how do you feel about that? Uh, 
Yeah, that's 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 a. I honestly think that's an amazing question because a lot of musicians sometimes that I talk to about in the scene, um, not all of them, but a few of them are are resistant sometimes towards TikTok and like social media apps. They just think that maybe it's it's not an app to take serious and things like that. So I think starting to like for us as a band, I really think that it's helped uh, our fan base grow a lot more because it's just an engaging platform. Like it can be silly. But I've started to notice that there's niches in TikTok that can be a lot more serious and um, and really engaging, to be honest with you. Um, so I only see I only foresee more bands doing this. And if you get in the game now, I think then you're doing your band a, a really good service. So um, I think it's a really great platform to pro, pro, uh, promote music. And I think uh, I'm grateful that like we've started to do it and we've done well on it. And we're just hopefully going to continue to like. Uh, build ourselves on there, uh, but I think TikTok is probably one of the best platforms to um, really promote mu music and show visuals too. Um, Instagram was good, MySpace was good, but um, I think TikTok is definitely uh, the best so far until something else comes, of right? Of course. But uh, yeah, that's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's my opinion. I think I think things like TikTok is amazing because I feel like for the first time in like human history that like you can be discovered, like quote unquote discovered for just being like extremely, extremely talented. Like we see people on TikTok that are a million times better at making music than we are. And that's that's totally fine. We, we, we get it. There's always gonna be someone better. But like in the past, you know, they talk about that, like one in a million, like, you know, one in a million get meet the right person or the right person hears about you or hears about music and then takes a chance on you. And then maybe you get to become a famous musician like, you know, Elvis or, or you know uh, you know the rolling stones or something but now like if you're good people are going to notice it and you can put it on tiktok and you can get famous and you can get rich and you can tour and you can become a world famous musician and no one has to help you you can just do it because the cream rises to the top and people respect good stuff so that's great but it also makes it incredibly saturated and incredibly competitive yeah. when we were in the myspace days like who told us what bands to listen to the radio mtv or Victory Records, we would like follow a record label and you would just be like, any band on this record label I like because this record label tells me what type of like genre and music is like the best. And you just took their word for it where now like all these bands and musicians are being super successful without record labels and without needing any of that extra support. So it makes it harder because everybody has the same access to now these platforms and really grind. So it's really competitive. Like we're looking at what other bands are doing and seeing them do what they're doing on TikTok and getting jealous and being like, we need to come up with an idea better than that and talk to them. And before it basically like we were just told what music to listen to and we were just be like, cool. Like that's how I just, I would watch like Fuse TV and I'd see my first event sevenfold music video and I'd be like, this band's amazing. And that would, that became a fan of them for the rest of my life. Good but now everybody Fuse. can do that. We love Fuse. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like TikTok's now like, so Back in the day, like trying to get a hold of anybody in the industry or even anybody that had any little bit of street cred was like one in a million, as you said. But I feel like with TikTok, it's opening that door yeah. a lot more. Like, um, like prime example, we started doing this podcast two weeks ago and we've already we're not anywhere near as big as anybody else on here. We are very tiny in comparison to the rest of the world. But um we've had interaction with so many other people. Like we've been able, like with you guys, we had the chance to talk to you guys. Andrew had commented on one of our things, unsafe, unsound. We're interviewing with them as well. And they just blew up with their cover of 
what hurts the most. So it's like, yeah. it's also a way for everybody to, oh, so to network together a lot more and to support each other more. And I feel like, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you guys just got signed not too long ago. I did read about that as well. But do you think that the end of, well, being more of the independent artist is going to take away from having a lot of record labels, aside from like your big heavy hitters? Do you think that'll eventually replace that? I, I think it's so. I think, like, I think eventually. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think people are like, I think more and more power is being taken back by the artist because they realize that through all these different ah. platforms, you can build your following okay. without without needing this part of record label. Like, you know, sure, we did discover some bands on MySpace. Or we discovered them maybe on like Pure Volume of those things. But like at the end of the day, we still discovered most of the bands we listened to through like the the gatekeepers whether it be like all press magazine or the radio stations or fuse tv like we on talked TV. about where now we probably discover more bands through spot maybe spotify playlists or maybe from the spotify radio algorithm or maybe from the tiktok or or instagram you know um so it's a great time and i think it is going to change the industry a lot to where you know if you're really 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 good and you're ready to go now then you probably don't need a record label. But if you're like, you know, don't have your stuff figured out and you're maybe super talented, those people are still going to get discovered by record labels and they're going to nurture them, you know, along their way. But um, but it's it's definitely like, it's definitely changed it for sure. And I don't think, I don't think record labels have a time clock on their existence in general. Yeah, you know, yeah I think so. It's going to be like having a VCR or a newspaper, you know, but yeah. there's you have so much power as an artist to build your own business and sell your own merch. Like Felicity... We got we got signed to a, a very small independent label, um, for Just Dear Universe, um, and they helped us, you know, come up with ideas for marketing and promoting, and they did give us a little bit of money to help put out the record. But at the end of the day, it wasn't like we signed with like sure. a Fearless Records and we're on a five album deal and getting a ninety ten split where the record label gets ninety percent of all royalties after recouping their initial investment, and the band gets ten percent after the record label recoups their investment. And then you just hope you become big and you can pay back basically that loan that the record label is giving you. Um, now you don't have to do that. Like you can create a Shopify store for maybe 20 bucks a month, sell some t-shirts, get those printed for three bucks, sell them for 20 bucks and be really talented and go on TikTok. And all of a sudden now you have a business that you can, and, and you're, you're doing it, you're making money. Like record labels sign bands because they want to make money off those bands. But if you can make the money yourself, then you don't need them, you know? So, yeah. I agree. I feel like, and there's a lot more independent artists now that social media and everything has taken off. Cause we were talking not too long ago. Like if you wanted to discover a band or a new up and coming band or something like that, you were going to your local venues, your local shows, like maybe you'd find sure. them on MySpace, but MySpace was also like bedrock. It was the Flintstone age of social media, if you will. So it, it made things more difficult, but it's like yeah. now, <laughs> You can go on social media and you discover all of these yeah. different different people. Like we discovered you guys, Arrows and Actions, the home team, 408, like Magnolia Park, all of these different ones that we never would have known existed until it popped up on there. And I feel like I feel like TikTok also gives you guys a way to interact with your fans a lot more. To make it a little bit more personable for them as well. Especially going live. I know you guys have been going live yeah. recently with your practices and stuff getting ready for everything and i think that's a really great tool for you guys to kind of let everybody in to see what you do outside of tiktok so that we get to know hey like we're still real people this is what we do 
So it helps bring your fans closer to you as well. Yeah. Well, I, I like we're, it too because we aren't well. able to make it to the actual show. So it's actually fun watching you guys, you know, practice. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to start definitely doing that a lot more. Um, I know, I know it raises our game too. We're like, now we can't suck as much at practice. Now we have to like be on our game. We have to be like, hit this note. I got to hit this note. I can't like be half-assing anything. You know what I mean? So I think it raises our game too, which is cool. But I definitely agree with the aspect that um, there were a lot of people commenting on uh, the TikTok lives that were saying, you know, I'm in England or I'm in Europe or I'm in like Thailand or things like this. And like, I never would be able to see, you know, um, you know, obviously, unless you guys did a massive tour one day, which we hope to do, right? But right now, that yeah. they can't. So I think giving them that aspect and just seeing, like, the bare bones of what we do is really cool. And um, we're literally in a garage, and we're playing. That's how the band started. And uh, it's cool, like, that people get to see that. And we can joke around with them at practice. It's fun. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Seeing everybody from all over the world. That's so awesome. It's sweet. It's sweet. And it's really cool. And uh, I wasn't expecting it when I saw some of those people writing like, like uh, I don't know, countries like Croatia, Thailand. And like I was like, what? We have fans there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> We've crossed the That's ocean. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Now I know we can go over there and play and there'll be, there'll be a couple people that would come to a show. <laughs> yeah. It's so... It's still be more a good than a feeling. Couple. Like we had somebody in our live last night because we do the emo nights on Wednesday, and we had somebody in there from Australia. And I know for us, it was just like, "I'm sorry, what?" So I can only imagine what it's like for <laughs> you guys Australia? It from being cool. all over the world. Like, yeah, I can't. Sam, it's like, wait, are you in Australia? <laughs> cool. She's like, you, yeah. Like, you're like, man. All right, I'm reaching in those areas. That's insane. Now. This is cool. All right. Yeah. Now, kind of speaking of being outside of the United States and things like that, um, you guys played a couple shows with Calling All Captains out of Canada. How was that? How was that? Another guy is killing the TikTok game. They're a band that, like, they're our our very close friends, but, like, man, I see their TikTok and I'm so jealous. I'm like, Jamie, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're so funny and engaging. They're so good. It's great. It's like they're a awesome. they're like, your character. Yeah, they're some of the nicest guys. Probably one of the favorite, like, out of all the bands ever played with. They're definitely one of our favorites. And um, we got to go on, I think, like, to two-week tour with them. And it was, we, were, we were both at different points in our careers. They had just signed with Equal Vision Records. We were unsigned. And um, we had the same manager, though, so he was able to, like, get us on a, a leg of their tour. And they were on this insane, like, four month u.s tour oh, and like <laughs> there was like five people at every single show just because we were that's that's yeah. what you do you know like when you're a band our size and even this was pre-tiktok like you know the the facts it was even harder to get people around the country to even hear about us so you know we'd have a handful of people come out to see the bands and they would be a few people that were like really passionate to see each band but that was pretty much that was pretty much it and we played pizza shops we played we played two pizza shops Ellie's. in a row, and I was like, how many pizza shops are having shows <laughs> where you just set up in the middle of a pizza shop and play? We played a deli. The, um, deli, the deli was we great. we played some really cool venues. We also got to play, like, Masquerade in, nice. in Atlanta, which is one of the coolest venues. Uh, it's, like, the rock venue in Atlanta. It's, like, world famous. Um, but, yeah, we got to bond with those guys, and they got to come to Florida for the first time, and we got to take them to Universal oh, Studios. Man. 
and like really got to bond with them. They were we all had so much fun and you know, you get to know this other group of guys from a different country who we all have really nothing in common that we know about when we meet other than we're both in bands. And then, you know, I text with those guys where we mess to comment on each other's TikToks and I message Nick, their bass player, and we keep up. Um, and, you know, if it, it wasn't for the fact they're like kind of stuck in Canada because of COVID, you know, we're dying to get them back down here and play some more shows in the States. Yeah. Um, but they're some of the nicest, coolest funniest genuine dudes they are in the world that's they awesome are. they're swinging by 100%. the uh, the podcast on the 10th so we get to interact with them on the 10th and that's nice nice well, absolutely. Tell said hi. ask him about the yeah. tell me said hi we sure will absolutely <laughs> ask them how much they enjoy the deli like they'll know what i'm the talking deli? about <laughs> like have you ever played a show in a deli <laughs> yeah. oh we'll have to re- don't worry we'll have to write that down yes it's fine i got it yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. Yes. Um, good. So you guys have Thank actually, uh, I did, again, more snooping. I did my research. Um, you guys have played a lot of do- shows with a lot of different nice. people. Like, you guys, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, played a show with Red Jumpsuit at one point. You played with Red Jumpsuit. <gasps> yes. And Saturday, right. we are again. Um, yeah. They're on the line of Rookie of the Year was another one. Yeah. Um, Darling Parade. Oh, man. That's a... Yes. They're really from great. Yes. Um, yes, that's uh, that. Those are the long Census we, we were on tour with one time too, and this was all before they, you know, on TikTok, and they were super, super awesome dudes too to hang out with. Love those guys. They were, they were a lot of fun. Uh, what happened was we got to, we were on tour with them, and their fan broke down. I think we only got to play one one show, but we hung out all day, did the show, and we're like, all right, wow. see you at the next show tomorrow. And they broke down and never made it. Oh and they got no! But oh no! <laughs> But uh, they were, all, and that was so cool to see there. And they're on the same label as us too. Like we're both on the same label, and uh, that was that was like five yeah. years ago. So I was gonna say that's that's so awesome. That's awesome. Their TikTok wow, currently man. is going nuts of them doing the Celine Dion cover, and it's the best thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, that's how I found them. Was that one? And then I went and listened to their music, and I was like, Sarah, have you heard them? And she's like, No, let me go check them out. So I haven't. <laughs> I'm, awesome. like, trying to get a hold Why of Why haven't him. you guys done this whole Celine Dion <laughs> thing yet? Like, all the other bands are doing it. Why haven't y'all done it? We, come on. Oh, I think Damien would look great in a glittery we're dress. We're trying to come up with our own stuff. I think that would. Great. Well, we can't do it because Ben can actually Hair sing blowing. that, though. That's the hard thing is, like, yeah. you know, like, that. that is a special thing to be able to pull off vocally. Uh, but we do have some cool stuff. We have some cool stuff we're working on. We're just we uh we definitely should think about doing that one. Maybe we'll, we'll try to do practice. We've honestly been so busy. We really get a leaf like, blower. Yeah. For the hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've There's been so be a leaf busy in the garage. We're good. Started. Yeah. Yeah. See. See. <laughs> it's gonna happen. You got. You guys have started something. Uh-oh. You guys have started Uh-oh. something. <sighs> <You're ready. laughs> yes. Um, Love it. So you guys also played. You played. Did you play a version of Warp Tour, or did you play actual Warp Tour? Because you guys, um, we played. We you did play Warp. You guys won a contest Warped for that, correct? Quite yeah. two times. Yeah, it was the contest. It was the contest version where they were doing basically like a battle of the bands competition. Um, we won that. <laughs> we won that twice for the Orlando date, so we were able to play the the main stage, I believe. One time was the main stage, and we opened up. And Yellow Card was right after us, which was super dope because it was like their last, I think, tour. I think that was their last tour that they were doing. 
So it was amazing to see Yellow Card right next uh, after us. And then there was another one that we played kind of like the local uh, Warp Tour stage. Um, and that was twice. And then we played the Warp Rewind at Sea, which was uh, on a cruise um, and which was really cool. It was a competition that I, uh, all like all U.S. bands could submit. And then only the people that were going on the cruise voted for the bands that they wanted. And we ended up being um, in the top three. And uh, it was so cool because we were we were able to play the Warp Rewind Cruise. And that's where we kind of um, were able to kind of meet and talk with Dan Marsala from Story of the Year. And we just made a lot of connections from that. And um, those were basically the three Warp Tour big things that we participated. If I, Drew, I don't think I'm missing anything. I think those are No, the that's it. I mean, we've been to a whole lot of them as fans, but yeah. uh, that's only like the <laughs> level we've been involved oh, yeah. as artists. But Yeah, I was going to say... I would have played every single Warp Tour. What is like? What being. what was it like for Warp Tour being on the band side versus being on the fan side? I mean, obviously, there's a lot more things that probably go on being mm. on the band side or being able to play it versus walking around. But Warp Tour always has this idea of it's kind of one of those open things for the fans to meet the bands and interact with the different things. It's much more of an open type of situation. So, did you guys have like a huge experience? Major differences between the two of them, or was it kind of kind of the same? Uh, I think I think I think it was somewhat somewhat similar. I know that um, Kevin Lyman kind of has like an attitude um, about like of all the bands kind of like being humble, you know, with each other. No one really feels like they're elite. You know what I mean? They kind of all feel like they interact with each other, which is really cool. I love that Kevin Lyman like brings that to Warp Tour. He doesn't feel like one band is like above another, which is so cool. Even if even if you're one of the bands that got through the competition, we never felt like we were like thrown to the side or anything like that. So that I thought that was really cool. Um, and then just playing the show um, was super dope. But after the show, we were just basically in the crowd. We were going backstage or in the crowd. Sometimes it was funner to be in the crowd, you know, singing the songs and watching your favorite bands out there. So um, it was like a bit of a mix for me. Like it, it was like I like to be in the crowd, but I like to be on stage too, if that makes sense. So that was my vibe with it. And the cruise was kind of, similar where we were actually just treated as like an artist which is like when you're in a band especially like a band that's been Damon and I've been in a band a long time and we've had to like work our way up to like you know through a lot and for some reason people treat people in bands like especially like smaller bands like they're like second class citizens like we're just excited if like we go to a venue like there's been times we played shows and they won't let us bring in outside food from like like, we can't bring in a bag of cheese that's from our van because they sell food inside and they're like, they don't care. It's like, it's just like people are just like that. Like, you're like, oh man. We always joke this, like, you know, we'd walk up to a venue and be like, guys, they have a hose out back. They said we can use it to take showers or we can drink from it. Like, they don't care. Like, literally, like, those are like benefits of being a smaller band and being on tour. So when we got to do like Warp Tour, the Warp Tour cruise and we were treated as like an equal and we had access to like, catering where like you could eat free food and get free beer and um we were just like had the same exact access of every single artist it's like refreshing and, and amazing but we're because we're just so used to it being the other way and that was one of the great things about warp tour was everyone was treated as as like equals and the biggest band on the lineup still had to play the first slot of the day at some point on the tour and the smaller bands in the lineup still got to close out the entire day on certain days of the tour and um that was what's what's so great about 
that whole scene and culture and atmosphere that that is, I'm sure, greatly missed. Um, you know, we, we miss it for sure. It was one of the best days of the summer yeah. for us going to it. We were going to be there one way or the other. If we we're playing it, great. If either way, we're going to awesome. be there. So speaking of the, oh, yeah, the festival sure. side of things and Warp Tour kind of things, let's let's open this question. I want to get both of yours opinion. Uh, you've seen the lineup for the When We Were Young Festival, I'm sure as that's been blowing up everything. So what are your thoughts on this, this whole, this whole thing that's the, when we were young festival? Uh, I mean, first off, I mean, <laughs> I, every band on that festival, like I want to see. So like, that's the first thing. Right. I literally don't know. Like, I know that they, I think they opened up to like a couple of days now. So I don't know how that's going to like, affect the schedule but like i just don't know how you're gonna be able to see like everyone i just don't know but i still think it's cool like because i mean literally every band on there i would want to see which is like i i don't think i've ever seen a festival lineup that i've been that attracted to i'm like oh my goodness everyone on this band every every uh band on this i really would love to see so that i thought that that was super unique and um yeah. kudos to them for getting all those bands to do it you know what i mean so I just, I just don't know like how I would be able to go to that and live with myself because I'd be like, oh, I gotta go there, I gotta go there, I, gotta, I can watch five minutes of this band, right? Two minutes of this band, like I'd be exhausted, but I would definitely one do show for right? each, or one song for each band. You just gotta yes, like, okay, that would work. Just that stand in the middle and yeah. turn to each other. You're not eating that day. You're not eating. You're just yeah, no, no <laughs> bathroom breaks either. Don't go to the bathroom. You're gonna miss something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might miss something. <laughs> I uh, I think you know. I think what's really really exciting to me is that that announcement showed me is that I think there is like a really a resurgence that's like still in its infantile phases of of rock music coming back and like rock music being part of American culture again, which oh, yeah. like it hasn't been like for at least a decade. Um, and you know, we are still into it, but we're in a, the, the, the minority for sure of like people who are this passionate about rock music. Um, but you know, you see like, you know, what are the fashion, fashion shirts right now and all the fashion blogs and the kids in high school, they're wearing like Nirvana, oversized Nirvana vintage t-shirts this shit we would, we were wearing in high school. Wearing um, the jinkos. Yeah. You have, you have Machine Gun Kelly, like becoming like, you know, number one artist making rock music right and and really bringing this to like a next generation um and now travis barker is like this household name again and is working with all these up-and-coming bands that are young people named little uh aaron and you know all these like pop culture names that are now becoming like pop punk artists and rock artists and it's still it's still brewing and it's and and when we were young is like like they're treating this like Woodstock, like everyone heard about it. Our parents heard about it. High schoolers heard about it. Middle schoolers heard about it. And it's like, it's our, that's, this is like our thing. This is for like our scene. Our scene is finally being recognized. We're like celebrities are like dying to go to this. Um, but celebrities were not dying to go see Taking Back Sunday last year. Right? Like, no, absolutely um, not. So it's becoming cool again. It's becoming part of culture. And um, most of those bands, this will be the biggest show they played in probably a decade, right? And that's awesome. And it's for it's it's like they earned it after all these years of playing shows with like people like us and maybe a couple hundred people a night, year after year after year after year, and now to be recognized in this thing that's like this absolute national scale of hype and publicity 
and all these bands that have been around for so long getting this like second breath of fresh air and then all these young bands coming up like we've talked about on the podcast that are like taking that sound and making it relevant again that hasn't been relevant for so long is, is really cool so whatever small part we have in that we're just excited because a few years ago people record labels told us our sound was too dated and they said that like you guys would we would sign you in 2009 and we've had those words said to us and we always were like well we don't care this is the music we like to make we're gonna keep doing it and we just said fuck off and now like now all of a sudden it's like people are like oh you guys are like cutting edge like this sound is, is coming up it's gonna be big it's like well we've been making it for almost a decade we never stopped <laughs> We just never stopped. We just kept doing it, and we because we believed in it. We believed in this genre of music, and and this is the genre of music we grew up listening to. And we just know if we just are passionate and make the music we like, then other people absolutely. Will and too. I feel like because um, I mean, growing up in the same era and everything, like I, aging myself, I graduated high school in two thousand nine, and back then, like the music scene was something that was huge, especially when it comes to like the smaller bands and the, the music and things like that. But I feel like there, we went through like this, this whole like five to seven year period of where music was just mainstream. Like it's like all these bands and these artists and things that we're discovering now, it's like, it was like your incubation period. It was like you were forming the comeback. Like you guys, all of you, all of the artists, everything that we've talked about on here, you guys and everybody else, it's like, it was like the comeback error. Like you were revving up for like this moment here for social media hit. All right, we're going to take our scene back. And I just think it's, it's incredible to watch. Yeah, I love it. Like it's yeah. just, it is I like, going from. I like it. You know, cool. to see, like, cool. Talked about it too. Like it makes, it makes me get excited too. You know? Yeah. So it's just, just got to keep, keep it going. Right. Absolutely. Keep, keep, keep pushing, keep making great. Music absolutely. And uh, cultivating the scene. So, that's why I'm glad that that um, there's people out there like like you guys and, and and other podcasts that we've been on that are that are really passionate about us because it definitely ignites like a fire in us to make sure like we keep we keep this going. Yeah, and I feel like it's just it's. Go yeah, ahead, I have. Oh, I was about to say like I haven't stopped listening to this kind of music, and like just hearing like new bands still coming up and sounding like it has. Like it just it just makes my heart happy, my little emo heart happy. That's awesome. That's yeah, I feel like I feel like it's it, we're we're at that time where we need to take a comeback. We our scene needs to be back, and I feel like it's one of those things. Like uh, there's there's oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys follow him or not or know of him. Um, Unsigned pop punk, which is on TikTok. He's a guy that does he does all the promoting mm-hmm. of like unsigned artists, smaller artists, kind of similar with what we do. Um, but he's been doing it a lot longer than we have. And he had posted a video that we had, uh, duetted and it pretty much said that like what he does is like, we've been in the scene, we've seen the scene. We know what it's like to not be heard. We know what it's like to not be seen or to feel like nobody cares about your music and things that you're putting on there. But just so you know, I fucking care. And I, that's something that resonated with three of us. Cause it's like, we care, like, we get it. We've been there. We've been there on all sides. Like we've been music oh, yeah. promoters. We've been booking yeah. agents. We've been touring managers. We've done all of it. We know what like you guys are going through now. And granted, I haven't played drums since I was a freshman in high school. Brittany hasn't played bass in goodness knows how long. So it's like, what can we do to help you guys get better? And that's where we came to this. So if we can do 
anything to help you guys out, we're going to do it. If I could hop, hop on a plane and get to Orlando, I probably would. But I'm going to Universal first. Then we'll come see you guys. But <laughs> oh, either oh, yeah. way. Got to get my butterbeer. Got to get my butterbeer. We'll meet you there. I was there all weekend. We got annual. I was thinking more Disney, but I mean, we could. I guess I could do. I got them all. We got all the annual passes. There we go. When you're when you live in Orlando, it's like, oh, it's Sunday. There's nothing to do. Let's just go over to Universal for three hours and just see if we can get on Velocicoaster and go home. Like, yes, but Halloween Horror Nights. I'm down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We talk. We know. I know people that go every single night. They get the past and they go to Halloween Horror Nights like three. It's or four a bucket list item for me to wow. go. Wow, that, that'd probably be me. That'd be me. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely worth okay, it. Okay, well, it's I'll be going fun. with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same. It's expensive, but it's 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 a lot of fun. It's like, you know, the the final boss of what like drinking around the world at Epcot is as far as like a fun day. It's like the final tenth level version of that. It's like drinking around the world, but the world is a haunted house. Oh, I yeah. would love it. That's like a good way to look at it. That's like that's Sammy's like ideal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm a special effects artist for film as well. So like that's my thing. Like I, cool. I rip people's throat out for a living, if you will. And, and I take pictures, pictures of, of it. it. So like it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> But there's there's a question that we got asked last night on our live, and I think it's a really great question to ask you guys, especially because you guys would get it. Um, oh, if, I know this question. If you guys had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? <laughs> Don't laugh at me. It's a serious question. I'm trying to think of if it was like... <laughs> Was it would it be the mindset of me when I had MySpace or the now. mindset of me now? <laughs> I, that's now, what I'm right, like, right is now. Is it the mindset now or like? Or yeah, like, give us both. Oh god, I think it's the same. I think it would be the same. I'm just gonna say mine. Mine was it was it was Yellow Card Ocean Avenue back then, and I'm gonna stick with Yellow oh, Card Ocean Avenue now. I don't know. I've always loved that song. So yes. I think it has like everything in that song. I'm sorry. The lyrics are great. The chords are great. Everything is great in that song. So it's also yellow. I would stay. I, I would stick with that. Yes, I think that. that when I was younger, I would be taking this decision very seriously and be like thinking about every possible outcome of what song I would pick, and I would pick something like "Chapter Four by Avenged Sevenfold. Or like, <gasps> oh, I would oh, pick yeah. like uh, "Lady in a Blue Dress" by Senses Fail. But if it was like me and my mindset now, I'd probably do something super ironic. And it would be like just something like the Peacemaker theme song. If you ever seen the show Peacemaker on HBO, on HBO with John Cena, it'd be like that theme song would be probably my like MySpace song. That, that, that thing's or or Limp Biscuit. Or Limp Biscuit. Or Limp Biscuit. Come on, yeah, come on. Limp Biscuit. I forgot oh, Limp Biscuit existed yes. until this very moment. Oh man. You know they put out an album, and if you like Limp Biscuit, there is some like. <laughs> Fire Limp Biscuit tracks. They just really, it just came out like a couple months ago. It's great. Wait, but I Limp love Biscuit Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit is still around? That's why I love it. Yeah, they released an album like last <laughs> month out of the blue as like a secret. And it's and then they were going on tour and they were headlining a festival in Orlando. And we, Damien and I were going to play it and it got canceled. No. The day I know. I know. It was going to be. So oh fun. my God. Write that yeah. down. Write that down, Samit. Write that down. Check out Limp Biscuit's new music. Yes. Yeah. They have a couple, like, the first two songs on the new Limp Biscuit album are, like, 
okay, this is just like, this could be on like chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavor. Oh, bars, which uh, is just my favorite album. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, I know every lyric to Limp Bizkit songs just because when I was like, when I was, when that, when they were it, that was it for me. Like a oh. lot of my friends like corn and I was like Limp Bizkit. But it was great because we would watch MTV and I'd be like the new Britney Spears song, the new NSYNC song, and then Freak on a Leash and then like Break Stuff with Nookie. And it's like, what were, what were they feeding us? Nowadays, you could never go anywhere and have any of those songs spoken in the same sentence. But Car- Carson Daly did it So can it I tell day. you, I, I discovered this the other day yes. and it really hurt my soul. And I don't know if it'll hurt y'all's, but I'm, I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, I was watching VH1 Classic the other day and can i tell you that all of the music videos on vh1 classic were ones that we all were listening to in the early 2000s like there was there was it was there were census fail was on there there was all these other ones on there and i'm like oh are we classic am i dust like so Near elevator and grocery store music. Oh, I, how dare you? Absolutely not. I will ruin your so my, right? my friend said this to me the other day. He said, think about when we were kids. And don't be wrong, we were kids, right? Um, in like the 90s, you know? And we were thinking about music in the 70s. The 70s, like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. That was 20 years. And now 20 years ago was like 2002, was 20 years ago. Which so, is, like, that's the equivalent of how much time has passed from, like, when we were kids to, like, Pink Floyd. Like, that's what these kids are probably thinking when we were playing, like, Eminem. It's like our parents showing us... Fleet in 2002, I went yeah. to an NSYNC concert, if that tells you anything. Same. Um, <laughs> all right. You could have also gone to, like, a Lincoln Park concert. See, I was going to go... Look, I was going to yeah. take my little brother that's to a Lincoln real. Park concert for the first time, and it got canceled. Like, it was his Christmas present and everything, Dang. and it got canceled. Oh, no. I was so mad. So upset. It's that fine. Sucks. It happens. Um, but I know we're coming up on an hour and everything. Um, but just talk to us and tell us what's next for Felicity. What are we looking for? What are we looking forward to from you guys? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. Yeah, so, well, we're, we're trying to be, like, we're really trying to make up for lost time, I'd say, was would be, like, the theme of our mentality. You know, that year and a half of, you know, right before COVID shut the world down, we had just gotten the physical, ma- like, the Masters for Dear Universe, this record that we've been talking about a lot. But we got that in, like, late 2019, early 2020. We had just played a show at House of Blues, opening for the band Issues, which was, like, one of the biggest, like, we had a local venue like ask us to open this show because they needed an opener, and that was like a huge step for for being a band in a town to have the the local House of Blues be like, "Do you want to open this show for issues?" And it was insane, one of the probably coolest shows we ever played. And then it was like um, the last show we played was like the Wednesday before the world shut down. We played a show with the uh, Sleep on It, another great, great, awesome band, and um, then the world shut down. And then we had this album, and we didn't know what to do with it and we couldn't release it or tour or play shows. It's like, well, we don't want to, we don't want to release it without playing an album release party. Like that's the funnest part about it. And you know, if we showed it to record labels, they'd be like, they're like, we ain't signing shit. We don't even know when we'll like, they'll be able to release music. Like 
or or you put a band on tour, which is how bands make money. Like you make money by going on tour, and you, if you can't go on tour, then the record labels can't make money, so they're not going to sign anybody. So we kind of just had to sit, and I think it was really hard on us. We were like definitely like depressed, <laughs> and it was like was a real struggle for yeah. the band and to come out the other end, and then to be able to like like hit the ground running last year where we we, we released the album in July and we're able to do that release show and. You know, a few months later, we've been working so hard on TikTok that we get opportunities to do like podcasts with you guys and have people from Croatia, like Damien's talking about, like becoming fans. So it's been awesome. So we really just want to make up for that year and a half that we lost. So um, while we were actually in the studio, uh, uh, well, sorry, when Dear Universe was released in July, this past July, we were actually in the studio already working on the next record because we had obviously material and stuff we'd been wanting to work on all of COVID. And we, Dear Universe was finished before COVID. So we were just kind of sitting on it. So we got to put that out while we were working on the next, whatever will be the next chapter of Felicity. And we're actually going back in the studio to finish a large portion of that in three weeks. So that's going to be our goal is to just have absolutely brand new music out by the end of this year. Um, so in the meantime, though, we've been playing like shows all the time. We've been in Florida playing Jacksonville, Orlando and Tampa almost every single you know month and trying to get that like rust off of playing shows. And then we got this awesome opportunity Saturday to play Kraken Fest here in Orlando and then. We're going to go do our festival of Warped Winter the week after that. So we had to learn a Papa Roach set and be able to play that three nights. And then we're going right into the studio after that to record the next record. And uh, then we're going to be working on that and really pushing that and making funny TikToks all along the way. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Well, I'm very, very excited <laughs> for you guys. It. And again, congratulations on all the success and everything that you guys have had. Uh, you guys have, have grown. Yes, you, you guys, guys are, are killing, killing it, it, especially with... Again, we discovered you via TikTok. You discovered me via TikTok. That's how that connection got made. Um, and the the music you guys are pumping out, listening to your older stuff and your newer stuff, there's a lot of growth in things there. So we're very proud of you guys. We're very thankful that you're spending some time with us as well. Oh, um, yeah. I know you guys are busy. That's awesome. Yeah. But... Yeah. It's new stuff. There's even oh, two more years worth of growth that we've been working I mean, on. This yeah, stuff is old news. We cannot wait. We like can't wait. That's so 2019. You definitely will say that. Well, we like, can't what? wait for the new stuff. I remember talking to them about this. This stuff's phenomenal. So what you're telling me is once you drop this new music, we need to schedule another one of these to talk about the new yes, stuff. And go through that. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to hear your thoughts on the new stuff, but I won't get too ahead of oh, yeah. blind. We'll do a blind react. <laughs> blind react to the new album. That's dope. That, would that be. is dope. That is yes. dope. We should yeah, on TikTok. We'll yes. Definitely. That'd be we'll fun. I like that. Um, but guys, thank you again. We really appreciate you guys coming out. I'm so excited. Um, guys, we've got Drew and Damien in here from Felicity. Um, Dear Universe is out now. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. Um, please go and listen to them, follow them, follow them on TikTok at We Are Felicity or on Instagram at We Are Felicity. Uh, you'll hear them on our emo nights because uh, we play them consistently on there as well as you'll be able to hang out and see them here. 
Uh, guys, yeah. again, I can't tell you enough. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We're happy to have you. Thank and you if so there's much, were awesome. anything that us. we can do for you guys, uh, please let us know. If you come to North Carolina and need a place to crash, I got you. So. Killer. Yeah, we're really hoping, like, our goal is, you know, that last tour we went on was that one we talked about with Calling All Captains in 2019. So, you know, uh, we're dying to get back on the road and get on tour, and our goal is to do that this summer. So hopefully we can make we can make that happen. So that's that's what our, 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 our main yeah. goal for the year is to release more music and get back on the road. Awesome. Oh, well, yeah. definitely let us know when that is. We'll be sure to promote that out for you guys. Yes. But, again, we appreciate you guys being oh, yeah. here. And probably check it out too. I mean, Alicia and I will meet you. In, yeah, come. Even though I'd love to go to Florida, Alicia and I will meet you in North Carolina. Right. Brittany will meet you in Maryland. <laughs> no, I'll come to North Carolina. It's all good. We've done. Yeah. Greenville, South Carolina. Yes. We've done. I think Charlotte. We've done a bunch oh, of North yeah. Carolina shows. Asheville. That was very. You need cool. to go. Okay, but Ooh, here's the I thing. So, Asheville. like, we live at the beach. We live in Wilmington. We have come to Wilmington. Wilmington. There's okay. a new venue. There is a There's new, a venue, new venue. venue. Let's go to that one, Drew. Send us the info on the, the venue or the promoter or whoever to talk to. We we'll also have a huge page. filming industry yeah. down here. So they just filmed Halloween Kills here. So, so yeah. Yep. That was awesome. But again, anything yeah. you guys need That's from real. us, uh, I know we're in different states and everything, and social media is definitely a powerhouse, but if there's anything that we can do for you guys. I mean, minimally, we've got this podcast and especially Emo Nights too, but if there's anything we can do, you guys just let us know. Awesome. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Orlando's finest, Felicity.